welcome to Dear Alice, a lifestyle approach to interior design. Hello, everybody, and welcome to Dear Alice. We are excited to have Aaron Muse with us today. Welcome, Aaron. What is your official title at Alice Lane? Um, my official title, I think. <laughs> um, I always tell people you're ahead visuals? of visuals. Yeah. Right? I like that. Yeah. yeah. What were you going to say? Conquistador um, <laughs> <of> visuals. <laughs> that's, that makes me sound mean. No. I'm a, uh, a buyer and, and visuals manager. Yeah. Yeah. And then lead stylist. Mm-hmm. Um, so if you walk into the front doors of Alice Lane and you're like, oh, this is beautiful. It's because Aaron has been flitting around, touching everything and making sure that everything is exquisite and gorgeous and unexpected. Um, he and I buy inventory together and then he has a team of stylists that he gives direction to and puts his final touch on everything. So we feel like he would be the perfect person to come and talk about styling with us, the art of styling. It is a very complicated topic. Very. And we're going to try and make it sound not complicated. <laughs> so we brought Aaron mm. in. So we'll start with a question. This is from at Chelsea Durfee. And she asks, how do you approach all of the finishing touches of a room like accessories? So I think throughout the whole, the whole home, um, in every room we want something that's a floral or some greenery. And so I think actually that's probably where I start mm-hmm. is I think those things have the most impact. And those are the things I round up first when I'm pulling accessories for a home that I'm styling mm-hmm. is making sure that every room has that accounted for. And sometimes it's, you don't really need that much more, you know, that's kind of the thing that, you know, will finish it off or uh, not make it, it, it gives it a sense of life. You know, a lot of the time, you know, if you need another uh, floral or something in the coffee table, it'll be a clean cut, more formal, something that is similar, but different. So they complement each other um, rather than take away from each other. Mm-hmm. And we're never really going to do the same thing twice. No. no. Yeah. Never. And scale wise, we're not going to do no. the same thing twice. No. no. Yeah. That That's what I was going to ask with like the greener and, and floral. Like, are you doing the same consistent thing just dependent upon season, like throughout your home or you're kind of like mixing? Okay. I think that's a super good question because what we learned from ourselves this year, we probably learn it every year, but it feels new to me <laughs> again. I love that. <laughs> it's like Groundhog Day. Yeah. Um, is that we felt like for winter we should put out all winter branches, but we still maintained a few of our faux florals on the floor. And we're mm-hmm. like, Oh, does this feel too summery? Like we had the beautiful, what's the palm that everybody loves? The fishtail the palm. Fishtail palm. They disappear. And you're like, it's Christmas time or it's like November. Why are we buying oh. fishtail palms? Because they want, because it's winter. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> exactly. And we're missing the beach and the warmth and the yeah. greenery in, in Utah. I mean, everything that's green disappears. Mm-hmm. So, so it, it's actually not a seasonal thing at all. Okay. Isn't that weird? Yeah. 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 So, I mean, from a retail standpoint, it's not a seasonal thing at all. But also when we go to style and it's like November, turns out they don't want us to style for that season. So we're still bringing in cherry blossoms or, um, you know, whatever it is, even though you would think it's seasonal. Crazy. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, Makes sense. Yeah. even if you were to go to a florist, a lot of these things are available. You know, it's mm-hmm. warm somewhere. Things get imported. Yeah, it's true. I think it's totally believable. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Makes sense. That's great. So once we get the greenery and that organic texture in with styling, um, what else are we doing? Are you doing, 
I always think we probably are grabbing a lot coffee table books. Yeah. Don't definitely. you feel like we can't have enough? We cannot have enough coffee table books. Yeah. Um, I mean, coffee table where I'm not talking about like the size of a novel. I'm talking about like really, really large scale, beautiful books that are mostly images with a little bit of text. And you can find these um, on your favorite topics. Maybe you're a golfer and you want all the best coffee table books on golf courses. Maybe you love yachts. Maybe you're... Um, maybe you love to travel. Whatever your interests are. Fashion. Yeah, oh my gosh. We have all book. the beautiful fashion books. Yeah. Um, AD 100 just came out with architectural digests, um, top spaces. So of course we want that for ourselves. Um, so yeah, all of the great fashion brands have extraordinary, big, huge books. We are always going to grab that. I would say back to the mantle, probably our favorite thing is either black or white spines on a cocktail table book. Yeah. And so, um, for me, as many times as I try to respin my mantle, I always go back to two gorgeous, big, huge white spines look best on my white mantle. I can do two black ones, but in the end I end up melting it back in and we just, I just really crave well, white or something that's like a linen texture. I think, and you move them around, you know, cause it is a always, thing I'm always that, moving stuff around. Yeah, cause yeah. like I pull them open and I want to stare at something and I, you know, I mark them up, earmark them, you know, text quotes, all of that sort of thing. But I don't know. I just think if you, if you can find the cocktail table books that have a good neutral spine, then for the most part, you're going to be golden. Mm -hmm. Yeah. You want it to, you know, be in line with your interests, but sometimes mm -hmm. I'm like, I'm interested in this because the book is so beautiful that <laughs> I want to, I want to look at it and I do, I'm guilty of buying it for the spine or the title. And I think it's interesting that, um, you know, there's so many images on Pinterest and online and all these beautiful things we can get on our phone. There's something to be said for having it on paper mm -hmm. and living with it. And my guests actually open my coffee table books more than I do. Mm-hmm. I don't know if that's just when conversation gets awkward. Um, <laughs> What's this? But I think, Why do you make them so yeah, awkward, Aaron? You know, mm, I think just, everybody's finding out. Um, <laughs> but it's because they are really picture books. It's an easy thing to look at and flip through. It might be weird if somebody sat down and, you know. Started reading. Atlas Shrugged. <laughs> you know, and you're having co cocktail night. You're like, what's up with that, guys? So anyone feels like they can flip through it. And also... I think get a sense of my world and what I do. I really like that, that it's mm -hmm. kind of a look into, you know, everything that they maybe don't understand about me or are still developing an appreciation for. So, yeah. Um, I mean, yeah. I, I think people flipping through it and talking about it is like a great point. I've, I always think like moments that are created in interiors are created to create conversation when you have people over mm -hmm. to, you know, to be remarked on. Expressing um, something, yeah. right? Yeah, and then people learn a little bit about you when they come over to your house, you know, mm -hmm. having things that you're in interested in um, in those. So, yeah, I, I think that is, like, to me, just as important um, to give people a look into who you are and to, you know, converse about. Well, and I think styling is telling the story of the person who lives there, yeah. right? So the cocktail table book is a really good clue into interests. Um, so, yeah, if we've got greenery, books we're probably mm -hmm. also going to choose a candle absolutely also reflective of like the homeowner and what they think smells good um you know or what we think they are like as yeah. we get to know them more we're like she's so feminine she's gonna love daphne flower or um and they do yeah yeah things <laughs> they've never time. smelled before i open up and, and you know replacing it i'm like i hope you like this mm -hmm. if you don't it's going in the trash and yeah. everybody loves it 
Yeah. yeah, totally. So you, I mean, you know yourself and if you don't, then you could describe yourself to someone and, um, or usually there's testers everywhere on different things. But I think, uh, a signature scent for the home is like one of those things that make you feel like you're really living. Mm-hmm. I know. You know what I mean? Like people are coming over this and you is go who to light I am. the candle. So yeah. it smells like you when they come in and it doesn't smell like lunch or whatever, you yeah. know, much like our, yeah. like our hand blown candy dish we just created that you can have like a signature little beautiful wrapped candy in there that you offer. And they're like, Oh, I love going to her house. Mm-hmm. she's got these little candies and it smells yes. a certain way. And yeah, mm-hmm. totally. So you kind of develop who you are through your accessories. Yeah. Yeah. And, and, and just things that are tied to someone. Like I love like hearing a song or, you know, seeing like a candy be like, Oh, so-and-so has that. Mm-hmm. And that reminds me of them. Mm-hmm. I think, yeah. yeah, that's an awesome thing. I mean, I think we engage all of our senses, right? Mm-hmm. Like I'm sure if I go to Aaron's layer. house, he's going to have the best playlist, you know? Mm-hmm. Because he He's loves, yeah. he loves yeah. music, you know? Yeah. Um, I do curate the Alice Lane playlist as well. Mm-hmm. Sometimes they change it. <laughs> um, but the, the candle or diffuser, it's like perfume or cologne for your home. I think yeah. it's really easy to justify for ourselves. And I think it's just, it's the same thing. Yeah. Um, this is yeah, part of your expression, your identity and, you know. Mm-hmm. I think all those things of their lifestyle pieces that like they just, they look beautiful, they're functional. And I think that that's the key of like really beautiful styling is just, and the authentic styling is just that it's real. And so we say this a lot, just like a beautiful unmade bed. It's still beautiful because you use beautiful things. I don't have enough fine China to go around. <laughs> you need to use um, those, those lion tumblers. Yeah. I mean, think how oh, gorgeous we, your party mess would be we then. Use them. That's a party of four. <laughs> of those, and we use them. Um, but I think, what Suze is talking about, something that we get questions about or concerns is I have children. Mm-hmm. So this coffee table is like right at their level. This yeah. is not for me, it's for them. And the concern is we're going to come in and style and place everything and curate it. And it's only going to be beautiful, you know, for two seconds. The obelisk will become day. a weapon. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it does. And you fill their home with all these new things and these shiny objects and especially younger kids or older kids, I guess, mm-hmm. or anyone. It's like, I got to put my hands on this and yeah. explore their environment. And um, and we do go back to clients' homes and things are different. And um, Or the cleaning lady, oh, right? Oh, cleaning yeah. ladies are the worst. <laughs> I know. Take a <laughs> picture. Don't understand. Take a picture, guys. I want, Take when a I picture. leave, I just uh-huh. like, give me their number. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. I really think we've had clients that have taken pictures of what we've done and then they paste a picture of it inside the cabinet. So the cleaning lady knows what they to remember, do. Yeah. That's, yeah. that's a great point though. Like if you, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, then you can refer back to it yeah, all the time exactly. or change it up, I guess. Sometimes I they like to do their own things. I can't get my husband to make the bed the right way after years. You know? so it's, and that's, I think what you're talking about is putting really beautiful things in people's homes. And we do this where we say, this is not, you know, a still life. Sometimes it is, it's really perfectly curated when we can and maybe it's the mantle that doesn't get touched but I think mm-hmm. pulling in just objectively beautiful things that we know work together no matter where they're placed mm-hmm. gives permission for people to like live in their home and move it off the coffee table and use the coffee table and they're not going to put it back the same way but it's going to be just as good yeah those objects are all beautiful yeah yeah and it's hard to mess it up you can't mess yeah. it up yeah totally I agree um okay so sorry to keep bringing us always back to this mantle thing, but maybe I'll be a dead horse. We've got greenery, we've got books, we maybe have a candle. We've got fire. We've got fire, yeah. Um, candlesticks, I don't know, anything that you'd want to set the mood or create, you know, that, that focal point. 
I often talk about like this wetness and styling, just that everything starts to look dry. Mm. And so I love the glossiness or the wetness that crystal or glass or something transparent brings, you know, to a scene. I just think that it's like the magic trick, like the light catches it. And you're like, oh, what is this glossy thing? Yeah. You know, and it kind of revives everything. So, yeah, I think all the textures can't be the mm-hmm. same or it starts to feel very dry. Splinter. Well, mm-hmm. I think something that a lot of people miss when styling or furnishing their home or even dressing themselves is you want things that are different from each other or opposite from each other. Right. Because you're, you really are allowed to appreciate whatever it's next to the things that make that thing beautiful mm-hmm. and, you know, creating that exaggeration or juxtaposition yeah. is, is key. And so if you have things that you don't love, but have to live with, I think pulling in other elements that are very similar to that thing feels maybe counterintuitive, but if you have like a light sofa that you don't love, you want to keep your walls light so that you don't see it. If you have a white sofa that is amazing paint your walls black. Mm-hmm. And so when you have like a stone fireplace or dry walls, um, you know, if the fireplace were all mirrored, then maybe we wouldn't want the crystal. Right. But we put crystal on everybody's fireplace because it's the thing that's missing. Yeah. And you really notice it. It just mm-hmm. glows. Yeah. So the crystal is like an example of like a wet yeah. texture. Yeah. yeah. Versus yeah. dry. Because yeah. most people mm-hmm. have a very dry looking yes. environment. And that's what they're missing. Yeah. Yeah. I like what you're saying a lot. That's, that's actually a really deep thought. Um, there's so many things to be said about that, but I think as a starting point, we should always flatter it. Um, we were doing a home a few years ago and, uh, the client wanted us to bring in and make the, the walls marble in the bathroom. And I was like, we have enough marble in here. And he insisted on it and floor to ceiling. Yeah. Floor to ceiling, all the walls. And, which we um, have done. Mm-hmm. And we had just used a Sicci tile, which is this Italian mosaic, which is, I can't even tell you the price per square foot. It's embarrassing. And so this thing is so heroic, this beautiful uh, mosaic, uh, what do you call it, mural on the wall mm-hmm. behind the tub. And then he wanted to bring in marble walls. And I was like, listen, there's got to be one hero, right? And also all the marble on the floors. And if now vanities. Marble, nothing's marble. Nothing's marble. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. That's it. That's the point right yeah. there. It's like it lost, it mm. lost the specialness of this being marble and that being glass tile. And all of a sudden the whole room was just like, it wasn't special anymore. Right. It wasn't yeah. Accented. It's just too much of a good thing. Right. Yeah, totally. So anyway, I think what your point, your point is, yeah, if everything's contrast. marble, nothing the is things, marble. The things that you love, contrast yeah. them. The things mm-hmm. that you don't. Yeah, flatter them by doing exactly. the opposite. Yeah. Exactly. Love that point. That's great. Um, okay, so I wanted to ask you, when Aaron and I are working on inventory buying, oftentimes he'll bring a really great concept photo or something really inspirational um, just to sort of prove his point or say, I think that this is really extraordinary. We wouldn't normally think to do this, but you see how they combine these two elements and how it's fire, you know, it's so cool. Um, What are your favorite accounts to follow for inspiration? Oh, favorite accounts to follow. Um, I mean, I followed William McClure Mm -hmm. for a long time. Um, He's a personality I think more than he's, no, he's an amazing designer. And I think just what I was talking about, I think I kind of clued in there that he mixes some really, you know, bizarre things that you wouldn't expect to go together that without knowing his vision, Mm -hmm. it would be really hard to tell somebody you should do this. You should paint yourself with white paint. Yeah. And, you know, and it works. 
Um, and so I, I followed him. I think he does whatever the hell he wants to. Mm-hmm. And um, I love that. Calling it's unapologetic. Unapologetic. Yeah, yeah. that confidence. Mm-hmm. I love mm-hmm. confidence in styling. Mm-hmm. You know? And it's the thing that most people lack or just you have to kind of work yeah. through. They keep futzing it. And they touch it too guessing much. guessing yourself. It's like pie crust. Like, yeah. don't touch it too much or it won't be flaky and buttery and wonderful. It'll turn heavy. And- <laughs> you, have to, you have to know when to walk away. Yeah. You have to know if it's good. Yeah. Like, the, let the it less lie. you touch don't, it, the better it is and the more authentic the it is. The pie will rise. Yes. Let it do it's it. just going so many directions. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I think, I think people just love about? confidence in yeah. general. People love, people they are do. attracted to someone who just like, you know, has confidence. And yes. Just, yeah. Well, it's like somebody that's wearing like some crazy hairstyle or like an outfit that maybe we're like, huh, I wonder, right? Did he get dressed in the dark today? But if they wear it confidently, you're like, Yeah. Go I mean, you, yeah, exactly. you know? Yeah. yeah, they just own it, mm-hmm. which is, I think works feel great. so well for fashion designers, oh. you know, stuff that they wouldn't normally make or couldn't put on the rack, but it is absolutely editorial and extraordinary. And that is the work that we are trying to create is the more unexpected we can, but still believable, useful and tell the story of the homeowner, but mm. don't do it in the way that everybody else is doing it. Yeah. It also feels good to be the one owning it too. If right. you just like have the confidence and just tell yourself, I'm just going to own it and do it. That feels good and builds on your confidence. Mm-hmm. Right? Yeah, I mean, definitely. So, and I think context that was the thing that I wanted to touch yeah. on. It's so important that something that looks really great in one space next to one thing is not going to look as good next to something else. So True. That. And yeah. so, or, or in someone's home, it may not work in yours. Right. I mean, just exactly. because someone just has, it doesn't mean you. Right. And should. so mm-hmm. I think being open to the possibilities, you know, is really important in knowing that some things could go either way. And, um, you know, that's back to the confidence, like knowing that you can get it there and do the right thing for it to, you know, complete the look or the vision and really pull it together. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Or um, you get so used to seeing maybe a statue or a bust in the corner of your library that when we take it out of your library and put it in your kitchen, all of a sudden it feels magical to you because it's been repurposed, yeah. you know? Yeah. And so I think that's important work too. I know within my own home, you know, I'm often like, oh, I got to put this stuff in the blender and spit it out in a different way again because mm-hmm. I'm so sick of myself, you know, and I got to stay creative and I need to see this thing again because I love it and I quit seeing it in that spot, right? you know? Yeah, new context mm-hmm. becomes something else. Yeah. And, um, and that's often the work that we're doing in other people's homes, right? right? Like, mm-hmm. can you just bring everything that you might want us to use and just line the walls with it. Wipe down all your bookshelves. Yes, that's the power of styling. Uh-huh. Yeah, is that they the possibilities edit. are endless and your things really can evolve with you the same way your wardrobe is supposed to. You know, you pull things back out of your closet that you haven't worn in years maybe and because you have the right things now and the right idea, you know, suddenly it, it works and it mm-hmm. will become your favorite thing all over again. And I think you know immediately if it doesn't work and you get rid of it. It's the same thing with or your you home get, accessories. Yeah, yes, absolutely. Or furniture yeah. pieces or, or anything mm-hmm. you know, like that. Mm-hmm. And I think that's a good point too, is a play, another place to start for you guys at home is take everything down. Mm-hmm. Clear your shelves, take everything down in mm-hmm. inventory. Get naked. Naked. Yeah, yeah. Just everything, everything's <laughs> on the floor. Sounds. Everything's on the floor. Start over. <laughs> Start over. <laughs> it actually feels very, it feels very good. I love the ritual of it because, because then you're wiping, you're, mm-hmm. you're, 
built-ins down that maybe you haven't got to for a while. You're wiping all your objects off and you're lining them up by category. Like, okay, all my brass stuff is here. All my books are here. And you're just like, I'm going to reimagine this whole thing. And I'm excited about it. I do feel like you need like music on or sure. you've got to be in a certain mood. You cannot do this if it feels like a chore. You know what I mean? Like yeah. it has to, to come to from a, inspiration. Yeah, yeah responsible definitely. With the playlist. Yeah, they're responsible yeah. to play that. Exactly. <laughs> Aaron will share his. Yeah, totally. And I, I would say to like to Suze's point, I mean, I, I always notice the biggest difference when something is styled. It can be designed amazing, but when it's styled well after mm-hmm. that, that to me is like, it takes it right. 10 levels up, right? Yeah. Um, so in styling, I feel like editing is, in, in my opinion, is like the biggest part yes. of styling. Yes. So that's like, yep. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Is, am, am I, is that a good laugh? Put it up, take it down, put it up, take yeah. it down, look at it from all angles. Yeah. yeah. So I think like maybe taking the time, feeling inspired, not, not feeling like a chore and just kind of being loving the process yeah. of it and like doing that edit is, is super important. Um, a lot of the things like I rush through, but sometimes I try to just like in anything I'm doing, slow myself down and just like, mm-hmm. you know, become an editor. Yeah. yeah. And that's really when stuff, I think the needle is, is moved. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's an art. I mean, it is. It's an art. Yeah, definitely. You've got to feel your way through it. Mm -hmm. We love to get on here and give you a formula and say, no matter what, if you do one, two, three, four, five, you're going to have a, Mm -hmm. you're going to win the gold medal. You know, it's just not that easy. It really is an art form. And some strokes are meant to be dominant. Others are just meant to be recessive and go away. And you know what I mean? Just be a texture. And it's the same thing with styling. Like you got to choose your heroes and then you got to choose a few supporting actors and then you're going to take a few things away. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. it's like the pageant girl, right? Like she's prettier without all that stuff on. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know what I mean? Sometimes. Like sometimes that, <laughs> <laughs> sometimes that hair just like you curl it and you curl it and you curl it and you curl it. And you're like, now I look crazy. Like, <laughs> I looked better before I started. <laughs> You've been electrocuted. <laughs> like I, try, I tried, to, I tried too hard. Yeah. Styling's the same. That's and that's funny. when you start over. You get in the shower. <laughs> oh man, yeah, it's, it's true though. No, very true. no, you I'm don't. You it. don't have time for that. You put a hat on, and then you walk away. <laughs> you, know, you own it with your hands up. Confidence. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Back to confidence. You throw on a bold lip and you walk they out the door. The <laughs> you create it. You create a. What do you call it? A, a diversion. A diversion. <laughs> yes. Good back to styling. I think I'm more distracted by Suze's. Uh, what is it? A, a Winnie the Pooh pajama set that you're wearing <laughs> well i couldn't i couldn't wear my bold lip with this suits. mask on <laughs> i had to get my i had to get that's people's attention cut. somewhere uh, that's great um, okay i've got a question for you aaron what is your favorite spot you've ever styled oh my favorite spot i've ever styled that's really hard how specific are we getting project surface it could be in your home or it could be in the showroom or client's house if you're like oh man do you remember those built-ins that we did in the bottom of I mean, that? I think the house in Tahoe. I was about to uh, say, that was yeah. so much fun. That was a really beautiful space. And the mm-hmm. styling came together. We had the right things. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And in enough time. Mm-hmm. You guys so can reference show. that. It's called our uh, the Tahoe Treehouse mm-hmm. yeah. on our yeah. portfolio. Yeah, But there were a lot of built-ins so that we knew it was going to take, you know, a little bit of our time. And I think it, it came together it came together really beautifully. And let's do talk about the built-in. Yeah. I feel like everybody builds okay. them. One of the things that we've learned um, is that our clientele does not have the books to fill them mm-hmm. or the objects. Mm-hmm. But because built-ins are trending, 
we then have to go purchase books by the foot mm-hmm. or books foot. from yeah, yeah. thrift stores yeah. just to give them a library. Mm-hmm. Um, I just recently was at my mom's house and um, I was listening to something in my earphones and I was like, oh, I got to get my hands busy. So I just started rearranging the books. They have a library just full of books and they don't fit which was a really fun challenge to have. There's not even room for objects. It's literally like, you know, the entire wall is full of books. So I started going by color. And then I started realizing if I took the jackets off the books, it was like magic. These things were linen. They were leather. They were embossed, um, you know, gold foiled on the spines. If I just took these jackets off from, you know, the 70s, 80s, 90s, so and guess what? The jackets are usually like bright, catchy colors to catch your they're eye in a glossy. bookstore that are glossy. <laughs> yeah. And yeah. when you take them off, then they're dark and handsome like a library and they don't need to stand out. No, because they don't read them. You'll never need to find this book. <laughs> <laughs> no, they actually, my dad reads so many of them and he said to me, you may touch all of these, but you may not touch these two shelves because these are the ones that I'm constantly coming back to for my information and for the things that I'm studying right now. And so I was like, okay, I'm just going to only put them in order by color and height. So I will not put these on any other shelves. They will stay together. But I just wanted to give you guys that pro tip really quick when we're talking about styling is if you are a reader and you do have the collections, you can take the jackets off. Yep. Yeah, it will free you. You will look so good. I love that. Yeah. yeah. Favorite spot. Okay, so you guys say treehouse, um, Tahoe treehouse. Um, do you guys style differently for homes with or without kids? Oh, I think I skipped ahead. I think we kind of talked about that where choosing beautiful things that can be moved mm-hmm. and um, you don't have to worry about putting it back the right way. That's, I mean, you have to do that mm-hmm. because they do use their coffee table they're going to pull the pillows off the sofa. And I think in rooms like formal living rooms or spaces that won't be used that way, we can, you know, be really specific about where everything goes. And I think that's when the details become really fun. And we start to add, you know, a few more things than we would in a family room. So I think choosing larger accessories and statement accessories, if you only have to take three or four things off your coffee table, I mean, sometimes we put, probably count 20, 30 items on a, you know, depending with the books and everything that come with it mm-hmm. that, um, you know, fewer larger things can complete that moment mm-hmm. and it'll be easier to maintain. And, you know, you get to use that space also without worrying how to put it back. Uh, Suze has said something. I You said it to, to me a while ago and I just really had never thought of it. Even though it was like common sense, mm-hmm. you're just like, you just have to plan on stuff like getting broken yeah and that and and i was like a little bit freeing to me when you said it i'm like yeah then i don't have to worry about it anymore because if it gets broken then that's what it is throws a a plate at the wall yeah Yeah. (laughs) stabs baby brother that's liberating i'm just kidding yeah i think though um so you also made a good point when we were talking about this yesterday and you know we were like you know there's a time and place for kids and you know when they're eating on plastic dishes and you said actually i've never bought plastic dishes for my kids They've always ate on real dishes with real silverware. And everybody thinks we have girlfriends um, that will yell, I can't have nice things, you know, because they feel like if they do bring it home, their kids will ruin it. They're like, oh, we just, this isn't the time to use you guys to work Mm -hmm. on our house because I can't have nice things. And to that, I want to say, yeah, you can. You really can. Mm -hmm. Like you can teach 
your kids that this is mommy's toy. This is important to mommy, mm-hmm. you know? And I was telling these guys, I've probably said this story to all of you before about my husband and how he was really reckless, um, kind of hard little boy. And he only had a brother. They never had a sister. And he, his mom made him start what they called the delicate collection. Yes. And it was in a shoebox. He grew up in Chicago and his mom made him go out and gather, you know, a bird feather, an egg, you know, like things, an eggshell from a robin's nest. Um, there's like a little crystal, just delicate things that he had to learn how to be gentle with and careful with. And then his mom made him display it in the public library where she volunteered the delicate collection. And so um, kids can learn to be careful with your things. I think you just have to talk to him about it. Or I know some kids. You're so- <laughs> I, know. I don't know. I'm going to take another approach and say this. If that is your kid, um, I think interior design and fashion are so closely linked. Yeah. And so I think looking at it through the, that lens has helped me myself understand interior design. Mm-hmm. And my mom is like my fashion hero. And I think, you know, growing up, I don't remember a lot of times that she didn't go out in heels. Mm-hmm. And as I got taller, her heels got taller. Mm-hmm. And that's not sustainable because she's like, I don't know, she's five, six, and I, I'm six, two almost. And you know, she's getting older and the heels aren't, it's not fun to push a shopping cart in heels anymore. Yeah. You know, she still has them and wears them out. Um, but I saw her the other day and, you know, instead she's in a patent leather platform sneaker. Mm-hmm. And she's only evolved and gotten, you know, her style's improved with time. Yeah. So she's not in heels every day. And I think a lot of people might feel like that's the thing. Mm-hmm. If it's not for me, you know, I can't have that. It's not realistic that I'll just, whatever, you know, put on, I don't know. Yeah. A, you know, a lazy shoe or a, a, a Crocs. She bought the Crocs and sobbed and then she pulled it together. No, I'm kidding. But I think the point <laughs> being like, there's always a fashionable alternative. Yeah. And not getting too hung up on like, well, I can't have it because I have kids. Yeah. You can always um, live in great taste. Absolutely. Yeah. You can always yeah. dress yeah. in great taste. There's something. Yeah. You can put like, there's a, there's a place for their things as well. Like you just have to know, like if this is the season of your life, there might be the bottom shelves of your bookshelves are going to be occupied with baskets of their things. And that's mm-hmm. fine. But the thing on the coffee table, that's yours. It's the things toy. on the mantle, those are their toys. Mm-hmm. And you learn to respect each other's toys because if something breaks of yours, you go ahead and break their... <laughs> <laughs> you go ahead and rip apart their Hot Wheel tracks. That's what you do. Uh, no, but, but really, like, it's, just, it's yeah. just a matter of reason. You can live beautifully. You just have to... That's like, not Sue's parents. <laughs> you know, parenting, parenting 101 by Sue Hall. <laughs> Stick with me, guys. No, I do think that there's like a real object lesson in that, though. Like, yeah. they would finally relate to that if yeah. you were like... Sorry, Mr. Mr. So-and-so is losing his arms today. (laughs) Draw on their walls. It's a scary clown. Yeah. That's so funny. And some kids are easier to reason with for sure than others. But I think if you just make it normal, you know, that just like this is what we eat on. This is what we serve with. And they'll get used to it. And they're not going to be weird when they use it for the first time at somebody else's house. So I think Mm -hmm. there is something to be said about... Like try, try if you don't, you haven't done it yet, like just, you should start now or they're never going to learn how to eat, you know, off of a glass plate yeah. or with a glass cup. Yeah, totally. So. They'll learn behaviors that mm-hmm. I can, anything can drop and it won't yeah. break. Right. So and trust me, we've had plenty of broken dishes, you know, yeah. but it's, you learn, you break it once and then you, you're yeah. more careful the next time. Yeah. So same thing with accessories. Swipe like up him. for the delicate collection. Curated by Adam Bennett. Comes with a book. <laughs> that's funny. Oh, okay. that's funny. One thing, one thing you just said, Aaron, was 
how like fashion is related to interiors. Like mm-hmm. do you pull um, in styling, do you pull like inspiration from fashion and like I, I mean I've seen pictures of like your house holiday and, and it's so certain dope. yeah um I've never mm-hmm. been invited to your house I'm just throw that out there but oh um mm-hmm. I was wondering do you want to come over later <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> uh, no I was kidding but yeah do you like I'm not put together a wicked playlist <laughs> yeah we will I'll text Should. you um everyone's invited thank you Perfect. thanks Aaron um podcast is excited to come but yeah but yeah I, everyone everyone can come Thank you. Everyone, everyone oh, listening. Open, everyone listening right now. Open door policy. <laughs> Just like give, give my address. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Just will say it. He lives at the Belvedere in Salt Lake City, Utah. The oh. green one. Uh-huh. Yeah, yeah, I do pull concepts from fashion. Also, you want to know what's going on in the world, you know. And, and how do you relate mm-hmm. those to like to interiors? Like, if are you able to answer that? I came here to um, make things not complicated. I don't oh, know. I'm okay. trying to think about how to um, talk about. How to I that. think the holiday, the holiday looks. Yeah. Um, I feel like those you pulled outfits, you know, yeah. for that, and yeah, then yeah. from that, our ornament selections and textures and all of that came from. I feel like they were very editorial, mm-hmm. you know, looks that were beyond. They weren't mm-hmm. like everyday fashion. Right. But I think that also our holiday trees have nothing to do with our everyday fashion. It's like a make-believe place where we go to to celebrate and it's feel youthful, and yeah. yeah. And so I think to stay original, it's it's really fun to lean on. In fact, last year we you titled the one tree Alexander McTree, and Did it was I? it was based off yeah. of um, it was based off of Alexander McQueen's runway, yeah. and yeah, we had feathers and like embroidered. Um, like velvet balls on the tree and just like a lot of really bold, fashionable moments that made that extraordinary. I think we had yeah. another one that was very Gucci. He inspired. hasn't seen it by the way. He never saw the tree. <laughs> oh, we should have tagged him Hashtag. in it. I did. I, yeah. <laughs> he didn't reach out. Yeah. Um, yeah. I think, and when we're pulling these concepts, I think I kind of had an idea of what was available to me and I'm trying to interpret that and pull this together. So it wasn't necessarily that I was initially inspired by um, you know, these things that I pulled from runway shoots, I kind of looked for something that I felt was, a, you know, a good representation of what I had in my head. And I think having that, you know, on paper and especially it being collaborative helped guide me and have something to reference back to what my original idea, you know, was and, you know, get Jess and everybody else on the, the same page with that. Because I think I have a new idea every second. Mm-hmm. And so having those, you know, things to come back to, is they're really important. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. If you don't want to confuse everybody, including yourself. Oh, it's kind of that North star. And I think that goes back to the full yeah. design process is figuring out who you, who you are. And like, you're usually developing a room mm-hmm. once you understand who you are and what mm-hmm. you're drawn to, which is why we ask people like, show us your, your favorite handbag, show us your favorite shoe. Yeah. Or if you don't have it, what would it be? Cause we can inspire a lot off of that whole vibe, you know? even to how minimal or how maximal, maximalist, <laughs> whatever huh. your yeah. accessories become. And I'm sure that, that, you know, if someone is super edited yeah. or like has an outfit that's outrageous, you kind of know how to style for that person, right? How a room can feel like a nice handbag. Mm-hmm. I like this point. Um, by the things that make you feel luxurious, you know, by way of speaking of the North Star and maybe the North Star is... You know, that uh, white alligator, that albino alligator Birkin, you know, that we saw Andy Peterson carrying or something. Um, I remember Lisa Barlow coming in and 
um, we referenced that, you know, her friend had just gotten this Birkin bag that was like albino alligator. So cool. And we had a leather within one of our furniture collections that was this white alligator. And we were like, we could totally make the Birkin bag, like the bar stools in your kitchen. Absolutely. I feel like this. And it was inspired by a purse. Yeah. 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 So I think your house can feel really luxurious with like these right textures and finishing touches, even if, even if your room is somewhat new, neutral, the way that you're going to pull it together and give yourself the lifestyle. Mm-hmm. Do you think the lifestyle comes to the styling? Totally. It's like the faux fur throw at the end of your chaise. It's, you know, these interesting textures on, on the sofa, which is all part of the styling. Um, I think the art collections are really believable or just really home goods, yeah. you know? Mm-hmm. So I think we can get a lot of that richness and storytelling and it can feel luxurious. Even when you close your eyes and smell a candle, yep. you know, if you smelt it everywhere before and all of a sudden you're like, that feels common. It's like, it's like too much marble, right? That you want to feel, like you want to see blue. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You want to smell something that feels unique because you're unique, you know? And so you're just really trying hard to create something that is your own experience, your own way of living. Corey and I smelled a candle. <laughs> <laughs> what did it, what did it, it took smell? You, really, it took really you right back to Breathing heavily. Right? This, uh-huh. mm, what is that? What was it? Corey? It was an airport bathroom. Is your okay? They were your cake. <laughs> you don't uh, want that smell no, in your house. Yeah. That we, shouldn't be anyways. But it does. Uh, yeah, we the scent there. will transport you, whether it's to a person, to a common place. A you resort. don't want it to be a common place. Yeah. yeah. Exactly. Yeah. So, but you, and that's why this last layer of styling is so difficult, I think, for people to try and do on their own, is because it's emotional. I think Ooh. the last layer is the most emotional because everything becomes backdrop. Well, yeah ask what the music is, you know, when you're in a restaurant and you want to remember that song and mm-hmm. if you smell something in a hotel, you're traveling, I think mm-hmm. ask and see if you can get it and bring it home with you. They almost always sell it in their gift yeah. shop. And so yeah. that will forever be a moment for you in a memory that will that. take you to a happy place. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I love that too. Um, one thing that I wanted to know is that the inclination is to always buy a lot of small things and in our styling, we are always preaching larger, go bigger, bigger books, bigger accessories. Um, if we go to a client's home and have them show us the accessories they like, most of the time they're the exact same size object. And so we usually have to bring in larger things to pair or graduate their object with it. Mm-hmm. Um, so just kind of keep that in mind that you're going to go larger than you think that you need for your space. It's going to make you feel more... Um, I don't know, just more luxurious and decor and well, you want well, the, the impact too hard. drama. And just as we mm-hmm. talk about contrast with, you know, textures, the same thing goes for size also yeah. is if everything is the same size, then, you know, it, it all looks the same. You don't really get to appreciate yeah. the individual, you know, mm-hmm. things in your home. One thing that I've noticed about women, I don't know if men are the same way, but they love tiny things. We think they're so cute. You know, and so we'll often. There's a ton of men that would love to know that. (laughs) (laughs) They're going to be so relieved. (laughs) Like, like we'll go into style and they buy like teeny tiny little pots with a tiny cactus in it or a tiny, like they Mm -hmm. just really, or they, oh, I'm going to put my earrings in it or (laughs) a little tiny bowl. And 
it's, it is fun to pair uh-huh. something like that with something really grand, but it becomes a habit, a buying habit of people's to get mm-hmm. little tiny things to style with. And then the whole thing is just knickknacky and looks yep. like dollhouse yep. You stuff. need height. That's like a thing that yeah. I'm like, mm-hmm. always missing height. We need more height. Right. Um, passing. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Right. Um, and not too many, if it's, if it's trendy, if you truly genuinely love something, mm-hmm. it will be in your collection for a long time. We go into so many homes where it's just like the same size, like weird wire sculpture or, yeah. <laughs> or that same knot repeated over and over again. And it becomes disposable. Uh-huh. You know, that's, I think the, the opposite of luxury is just disposable accessories that you don't want to collect. Yeah. And if you have to justify an object, the object's not right. Mm-mm. Yeah. Don't spend time doing that when you're styling. You know if you love it. Mm-hmm. Anything justify you mean not necessarily price or anything. It's just that if it doesn't, you want it to work and it's, mm-hmm. if you feel like it's not working. Yeah. How many hours have we spent on um, built-ins where we're like, why is this not coming together? There's one thing that's up there. We can't, you're trying to figure out what it is sometimes, but it's usually the thing that we know isn't working. We really, really want it to individually. So we're maybe where you started sometimes. So we get really hung up on it. Um, and then you're like, we got to let it go. But everything else then comes together. How do you, so in that like editing process, how do you pinpoint that? Are you just removing things until it's feeling right? Or what's, what's that process? Um, this makes me not sound like an expert that I should just know, right? Um, you're usually tilting your head sideways yeah, uh-huh. and you're staring at it and you're holding your mouth a certain way. And you're like, no. No, your no, brain knows. That, your brain it. knows, Something's but you're still off. trying to like rescue that thing because you because it was your idea, and you're like, no, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, sh- I'll show everyone here. I'll make that oh, work. Right. I figured out it's pride. It's pride. It's pride. <laughs> yeah. There it is. You get emotionally attached to it. And you don't. Yeah. Uh, you don't want to let yourself down. Mm-hmm. But you still have to take that risk because sometimes that's the hero. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know. True. You, know, you got to feel your way through it, and you got to be okay with some things just not working. If you love it, let it go. <laughs> there it is uh, one thing i learned from aaron though i think recently too he's there was a bunch of accessories on the floor we took everything off the built-ins there wasn't anything up there and he says if it all looks good in this jumble it's gonna look great on the bookshelf you know even if it if you're looking at this like collection i don't know if we made this point yet but it's something that stuck but if it all if all makes sense down here, whether that's on the floor of your living room and you're trying to like, yeah. or if there's like, if that cobalt blue glass sculpture that your mother-in-law bought you is just really the hangnail, go ahead and rip it out. You do not and need that in there. for your mother-in-law. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. I would say then also include more cobalt blue things. Yes. yes. Because you can't have an orphan for the most part, right? Like it's yeah. got to have some siblings in the mix to make sense of it. Exactly. And we usually will kind of champion a color, right? In styling, I remember I so. looking at one of the color stories. I think we just did for my sister-in-law in St. George. There's a lot of a beautiful like green note that kind of kept popping up. Yeah. And I'm kind of, you know, like dreams of stone colors like that. Yeah. That palette, you know, and I think it is that. A palette. Yeah. And I think that's word. what people forget sometimes. Yeah. Like they go for the same color blue. Mm-hmm. And they, you know, do that and it falls flat mm-hmm. where in nature, even marble. like a leaf on a tree, you know, it's like, there's so many greens within that same thing mm-hmm. that I think creating the highs and lows and stacking tones that if you're going to, if it is green or if it's blue, that not just choosing the same blue over and over again, but they're still going to connect with each other. Mm-hmm. 
and create an environment that feels really natural. Um, One of my favorite styling tricks that you did, and um, we've now since created an accessory to accomplish this, is the open book in styling. Yeah. Right? You want to talk about it? The open book. Um, you take a book. Mm-hmm. <laughs> not, not very many people do this, but you'd crack that baby open. And um, it's like the whatever the page is, like, becomes a part of the room. It's like art on your coffee table. And it, yeah. like, it changes the way my living room feels mm-hmm. even it feels like that's an extension of um yeah you find the prettiest yeah. picture or the picture you're like, in the mood I for live here today and yeah. it does kind of affect the mm-hmm. overall feel and vibe yeah you know the surrounding area it totally okay. gives permission to the people that come and visit you to look at your books yes. to open it because i think so often we have coffee table books but we put something on top of it and so then you're not going to be able to open that book yeah. but right. if you have one that's open you're inviting them to be like oh it's it feels so generous me. Super to me yeah like it yeah. makes the book twice its size like it does feel a little more vulnerable cuz mm-hmm. you've like opened it up and you found a beautiful page and we've since created um this a book cradle oh yeah we offer it in both kind of a walnut wood as well as an acrylic and it allows you to keep the book open while sitting in this cradle and with the wood, when I've noticed I can have a, you know, a book sitting in there, plus a book open, plus, you know, a bookmarker or a beautiful necklace. Mm-hmm. And it kind of creates a display within its sort of self all yeah. cradled all together. And it looks okay. kind of like the idea of a tray, but it's, it's the book cradle. We and talk about making a lot of small things, one thing. Uh-huh. Yeah. It's kind of creates this single object that is really beautiful and yeah. dynamic. Um, and I think. The book cradle is brilliant. I have a friend who does love coffee table books. They don't get opened because mm-hmm. they'll break the binding. Ooh. Oh. That's a concern. That's a bummer way that's, to live. That is a bummer. But the book cradle allows for that to not happen. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's true. It's actually it won't be wide open. The life of your book. Yeah, um, it's so beautiful, really cool. and I think it's it's really beautiful viewed. Um, you know, from like a seated position or standing position, so it shouldn't be up too high. You know, also we've, um, in built-ins, we oftentimes will create like a ledge where you can, I know we did this in Rachel Parcell's library where you can have an open book on a ledge, um, instead of having just like an open shelf, like this sort of 45 degree angle. Um, and then it has kind of a catch at the end. So you can have open books, um, and that sort of thing. And I just feel like it opens up the conversation in a bigger way to show the content or the really large photos with the beautiful typefaces and, it's like um, the door is open. Yeah, the there's something like, about invitation. it. I just feel like it's a real pro tip that we should share. It's a good thing to do with one that you don't love. Like maybe it's a red binding mm-hmm. and that's going to, it's too much of a draw, but when you open it, then like the contact is so good. Yeah. So yeah. I love it. You guys, thanks so much for listening today on uh, Dear Alice styling and art form. I hope you guys will move forward with confidence in your own homes and um, just remember to take it all off before you put it back on again. And I think the exercise is a good thing to do from time to time. You don't have to live with the original way you put it together. We will see you next time. Thanks for listening. Thanks for listening. If you like our show, please leave a five-star rating. 